0: Hey listeners, this is your host, Brother X. I've come to you guys before today's episode, and I wanted to just make sure I put the disclaimer out here. Nothing crazy happened in today's episode, but I want to make sure that it's clear that all views and opinions that are expressed in this week's discussion are of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the opinions or thoughts of the Truth and Transparency podcast. With that being said, guys, let's get started with today's episode. I sound clear. When and welcome you, back to another you, episode of the Truth and Transparency Podcast with your host Brother X and
1: the cultured scientist you, who wants to throw a punch at him right now.
0: You thought you was, you thought I couldn't get you, huh? Yeah. You thought you was, you, you were safe. You huh? it
1: a long time. I know.
0: Hey, no, you gotta be prepared at all times. Oh,
1: you just want me to be loud so I can be loud and clear.
0: You know what? You gotta be prepared. And, ha- and being prepared is half the battle. You know what be else that is? Then. What? GI Joe.
1: <laughs> Oh my gosh! Go ahead and start the
0: episode. And on the Truth and Transparency podcast, we talk openly, honestly about everything in between. Why the culture scientist is never safe. Um, <laughs> why uh the baby is the wrong, but we're gonna we talk about <laughs> and all things.
1: And that is all we will be
0: saying. And when you when Ti and Uh Boosie agree with you, you know you did something wrong. We're gonna talk about how uh, certain people want to be the blue ranger so bad, but we won't mention that I right know. now. We're going to talk about how people are still trying to have a hot boy summer. <laughs> but here on the Truth and Transparency podcast, we love to talk about different things. Thank you first, do some housekeeping. Thank you for over a thousand plus plays on all of our platforming, our recording and podcasting platforms, whether it's, po- um, uh, let's see, gosh, I cannot talk right now. Um, We got Google Podcasts, we got Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you're on Apple Podcasts, always leave us a comment, rate share with your friends, and make sure you subscribe.
1: Shout out to all our new followers. We've been, you know, promoting. Yeah, man. Off. So thank you for taking the time and listening to our most recent episodes to catch your
0: attention. Oh, uh, yeah, because, I mean, we've, we've been on a roll lately. But um, before I go any further, I got to go ahead and introduce my gals. First and foremost, he's probably the all-star. We're going we're gonna to retire his red locks and the rafters for him being on the most consecutive episodes. Um, Our brother, Kelsey, go ahead and introduce yourself.
2: It's your favorite homo's favorite homo. Uh, back in the red dreaded nation. Is Kelsey up in the building? How you yes, doing,
0: sir? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, let's see. Where do I begin? Um, the Funko Pop Queen, the Fun Size Connoisseur, um, Queen C. Introduce yourself.
3: What's up, y'all? It's your favorite Mini thickums Queen C. Back again. Um. I am, as Sissy said, little
1: but lethal.
0: So don't fuck mm-hmm. with me. Well, I mean, you are kind of—you are like the height of a Funko Pop. I just realized that. Is that why you said that? Yes,
1: I, that's what I thought.
0: Like I—I I promise you, when we, we get together, I'm gonna show sure you. Gonna look right side by side. You rude. just a little bit, but you like me anyway. So we're gonna go ahead. Um, I got we got a returning guest from one of our previous episodes. I gotta go ahead and introduce um my future sister-in-law. Uh, My good friend, Sissy, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi,
4: guys. Can you hear me? We can hear you good, yep. All right, listeners, thank you. So, um, I'm out here from Vegas, Sissy, not Clark, not to be fucked with either, but no, 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 I'm just playing real professional. I'm just glad to be here and uh, experience this wonderful thing. Has grown since I came the first time, so keep up the amazing work, y'all.
0: Thank you. Of, course, of course of course of uh, course and here we go all right drum roll, please <laughs> oh, oh thank you Have it up have it up yeah yeah so we got the waffle house wizard the taco bell connoisseur the blue ranger bandit the blue crab crabler the percolator poppy the waffle house tycoon my unpaid engineer my best friend and probably my future best man at my wedding. Mr. Smith, introduce yourself.
5: There's so many thoughts within that whole intro. And it's like, I know, e- oh, oh, uh, oh, uh, uh, okay. All right. Uh, whatever. Anywho, uh, it's your favorite, best, favorite man, Mr. Smith. New nickname alert, apparently, for these guys. Uh, I'll just go with... I think that'll work.
0: No, no, no. I think we like Blue Crab Bandit a little bit better listeners if you get yeah. this episode to 24 listens he will change his Twitter, his instagram page to blue crab bandit he will not <laughs> i will not. not do that i'm gonna put his instagram you in change it to person later before mentions. he does that I mean,
1: instagram is literally in the, uh, the engineer for the podcast
0: go to my page um let him know that you want him to change oh, his instagram
1: name i'm sorry that was not on purpose
5: <laughs> 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 eh, whatever fine
0: <laughs> I'm about to say, um, if and if you want to percolate with a percolated poppy, um, y'all know what to do.
5: Whoa! whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! A wait
1: a minute! party.
5: <laughs> time out! Time out! Last episode, you literally just said, "Stop selling dick on my podcast." How the hell are you going to sell me on your podcast? It's not selling. It's his I'm
0: <laughs> you out. There's a difference. I'm not getting paid to do it.
3: Look, Whatever. ladies, he is a good man. He's single. He got a good job. He got his own car, work hard, he a bad broad. That's all I got yeah.
2: right, to say. I also do this for me one good, good time for the one this
0: time. August, um, ladies, this is how, this is how um, solidified what he is. Again. He did not have to get a STEMI check. That's all I got to say on the
5: matter. <laughs> Let's correct that. It's not that I... Didn't have to get one, is that I didn't qualify for one. There's a difference.
0: Oh, you bet.
3: You no, know, he got clarify. a stimmy and it was enough to buy
0: there. a fofofo. A
2: fofo?
3: Ah, respect. He got a stimmy and it was enough to buy a faux. Hey,
2: I'm with you. I didn't qualify either. Just oh, so y'all know,
0: so know fellas,
2: I didn't qualify either.
0: I'm about to say, Kelsey, let me hold a dollar. All right. <laughs> hey,
2: there it is. <laughs> hey, and that's why you are
0: always welcome at the crib. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me get on my soapbox for a second. Listeners, Kelsey is that close to a friend. He could be in my house when I come home one day in the kitchen, in the refrigerator. And I wouldn't think twice about it. I would adapt him up and kept it moving. That's how close we are right now.
1: He is just like my, my best friend out in Vegas, Ralphie.
0: Like, like, like he my probably got a key to the himself, house.
1: You know? Nothing. Yeah.
0: But um Getting all the way back on track, we're actually going to get started with our first segment.
1: He, <laughs> off track. he didn't, even, oh, yes, did
0: he? Yeah, he did. Did you introduce yourself? He
1: did, he did. That's okay. how off track we got. I forgot.
0: I mean, listen, is at this one? You know what it is. It, it happens every episode. Either it's sometimes my fault, sometimes it isn't. Most of the time, it isn't because I'm always on point. But we're not going to talk about that. So we're going to talk about the first segment, which is I Just Think It's Funny. And then I Just Think It's Funny. It is a segment of the podcast where we talk about things that we find ironically funny, not funny at all, or funny, haha, but not super funny. So first one, um, white people, I know we be joking, and we be talking about how you guys don't be washing. Or seasoning food. Or putting on moisture. Or, um... Minding your own business or um, staying out of black business or having white lots. Cause again, we still don't care for white lots on Please this podcast. Do
1: not do that.
0: I, I just had to make sure we had another purpose uh, public service announcement. Who Um the culture and Mila Kunis says they don't believe in bathing their children or themselves too much. I'm gonna let that go ahead and resonate for a little bit. While you're thinking about it, here's what the article says. It looks like the Kutcher Kuzner. Ooh, that's a mouthful. Family is saving money on soap. Asa Kutcher and Mila Kunis <laughs> appeared on a episode of Dax Shepard. Oh, never mind. I'm not going to say it because they're not paying us. And the talk turned to bathing. After Shepard told co-host Monica, well, not going to say that name. They're not paying us. Okay. That using soap every day rids the body of natural oils. Okay. I could, I, I've heard of that. Yeah. Okay. That's normal. But they both agreed. And they said they only wash vitals every day. I'm sorry. What now? So, so, so 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 you take ho-ass, y'all out here hoeing when you got whole ass money to have a whole shower. All right, moving on. The person said they were stunned to be I in the wash you. Yeah, how about six. Uh, see, we got Sissy leaving the podcast already. It, oh man, it's crazy. <laughs> but um, but this person said they were stunned to stun to be in the daily full body wash minority and asked, who taught you not to wash? So the article just kind of goes on to explain the background behind it. But, um, listeners, if you watch the podcast, first, make sure you're showering. Twice a day if you be working out or you be sweating, because, whoo, boy, some people be funky. Looking at you white people. But, um...
1: I be funky. What you talking
0: about? See, I wasn't going to talk about you. I'm trying I to okay. protect the innocent.
1: I know I be funky. I've been funky since puberty. And it's a
0: problem, and that's what I deal with. You wash. That's what you do. Sorry. Like, like who? Like, who raised y'all? But I'm not surprised because pr- they probably only use one washcloth f- between the two of them.
1: I do want to point out, though, like, mm-hmm. for, you know, as the culture scientist, I do have to acknowledge the fact that, yes, technically, we are bathing away some good bacteria that's healthy for us. However, uh-huh. we should
0: be bathing every day. For real. Like real baby. Like you want to know something crazy? I heard somebody talk about they don't even brush her teeth every day. I'm like, ma'am, you what are is- a grown-ass woman. Mm. Like, like, and have the nerve to say that her dentist told her that you could do that.
3: And what the crazy Dennis? part
0: is she was black.
1: What dentist?
0: man, I have to tell you
2: off the Your dentist
3: is trying to make money off of her when her teeth fall out her head.
2: You're not wrong. All right, um,
0: Kelsey, uh, go ahead.
2: First of all, Malcolm, you know damn well they don't use washcloths. I don't even know why you tried to say that. Um, they are a soap-to-skin type of people. I could hear it in their, in what I read. <laughs> also, I've never understood that whole just like soap straight to like skin thing. And do you just, your hand is not an adequate washcloth. It can't get in all the, nah, you, you need a washcloth to fully. See, one thing about me is I'm a hoe. So like, I have to be clean. So that I can be ready for anything. I just realized what you just <laughs> Damn, this
0: water really hitting right now. and
2: um, that's crazy. I'm sorry. Um, and, I, I, you know, I, I didn't I,
0: hear you I didn't hear you over the water. Um what what was that, Kelsey?
2: I said I'm a hoe. Uh-huh. H-E-A-U-X. Classy uh-huh. Uh <laughs> So I have to be clean <laughs> to make sure that I'm ready for anything. And I like for my hose to be just as clean um, so that there's so that we can do all that we want to do with each other. If you catch my drift. Oh, I
0: about to say, I'm sure some of our listeners pick up what you're putting down. Um, Queen C, go ahead. I just want to
3: say that not even hoes take whole baths So what the fuck is this?
1: Listen,
0: I'm just saying. Exactly. If, I, if I, like, you
1: know, maybe I took a shower the night before and, you know, I need, you know, I'm clean enough, you know, that maybe. I'm going to need for them to bleach home, their teeth like
0: that lady bleached a chicken. We, we not That's talking about mean. that. We're not going to give that. We we are not going to talk about that. It's already bad enough on one of my favorite personalities like putting sugar in that grist, but we're not going to talk about him either. Cause he, 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 oh, I know who he you're talking headset. about. I know who you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> I, I was rooting for him, I was the Tyra Banks man when I saw that and had the nerve and audacity to post it twice.
5: Um, uh, Mr. Smith, go ahead. Okay, number one, Jesus like, was. I, I, I just there's so many things that could be said about this. I'm still trying to pick myself up from Kelsey being the classic, the, the, you know, the classy hoe. Um, but I, yeah, if you have, first of all, we know they're using that bar dial soap without no washcloth and straight to body. Don't give hell what they're doing with the pubic hairs and they don't care. They ain't going to rinse it off so that, uh, the next person can watch it, but I got to pick out the pubic hairs out the bar. That's, That's number one. Number two, again, that's the beauty that I love about black people. We use washcloths. We make sure to scrub that thing. We make sure to watch it, do it all over again. And then number three, if you worried about the oils being taken off your body, there's such a thing as lotion, body oil, baby oil. Name one. You can use any of those to get those moisturizers back in you. So the fact that you're just you, you're just just washing your vitals, nah fam. Nah, you got you to hold that up. So fuck all that.
1: You totally missed it.
5: Yeah. So I mean,
0: just 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 people like like I don't like I don't know what type of age that we're living in that people that facts are optional and that people just think that, oh well, I read in this one article, you don't have to do it all the time. Um, have you consulted with a professional? No? Okay, then keep washing your ass and wash your kids because. Um, as an elementary PE teacher, yes, I smell your kids funk. Like this is this is me talking personally. I'm like, you um, not let your child just roll out the bed so they can get on the bus to come to my gym and be funky. That that uh, Queen yes.
3: Okay, so so two things to your point, brother X. Um, especially with kids under the age of like eight. Y'all know the mo' kids smell like pee. Why are you not bathing them? These are facts.
4: Yes.
3: And, and two, how are you getting the dead skin off of yourself if you're not using a washcloth or using good soap? So now, not only are you funky and possibly ashy, but now you, you, you your skin peeling,
0: you're flaky, you're dusty. Hold on, hold on. Look. I think I I think I have cracked the code. You know what it is? Is if they don't do, if they don't wash themselves consistently, then they don't have to wash off the white privilege. I think I, I think I cracked the code. I think I've cracked the code. Well, I'm gonna leave you listeners with that. We're gonna go ahead and move on. <sighs> um, so this next one, I, I, I know we don't talk about relationships, and I know we don't try to police other people's relationships and stuff. But um, for those who don't know, um, who aren't familiar, let's start with the athlete. P.J. Washington is a NBA basketball player for the Charlotte Hornets. Fairly new, about 22 years old, um, decent player, but not a superstar. He happened to be in a relationship with a well-known social media influencer or IG model named Brittany Renner. Let's go ahead and give you the ages because they're going to be very important for the conversation later, later if I can talk. Um, PJ Washington is 22 years old. Uh, Brittany Renner is 29 years old. They've been together almost, or now, they were, they were together for almost about six months. About four months into them being in a relationship, uh, she they had a baby. And then two months later, apparently they broke up. Now, mind you, this isn't uncommon for NBA players, but here's the crazy part. Um, Brittany Renner is, how do I say this without being rude, she's been known to be uh, loose or flotty or she gets around. She's also the person that put out a book that was called Judge Judge the Cover, where she talked about and seven different uh, men that she um, had sex with and had made multiple Instagram posts that she now is hidden about how if you want to have a quick come up, you need to get pregnant by an uh, athlete. So, mind you, and here's the really, really crazy part. She's a big Kentucky uh, Wildcats fan. And guess what University P.J. Washington played at? That's right, Kentucky. She stalked him. She stalked him from when he was 18 years old, playing at the University of Kentucky. Mind you, he only was there maybe one or two years. How old is she? 29. So she was literally... Oh, you a predator! Like, oh, yeah, she was creeping. And mind you, for context of conversation... Yes, I'm fully aware that men have done this too. Um, P. Diddy, we looking at you. Um, that person that sings Happy People, which I won't mention his name because he um, deserves to be where he's at, Bite Your Mama.
1: I was real confused at first when you said Happy People,
0: but I got you. Okay, but um, yeah, so um, that's the basic gist of it. Um, any thoughts from our guests? Go ahead, um, Queen C.
3: So I appreciate you trying to be polite, but I'm not going to be. She a hoe. That's what she is. Not, cool not only is she a hoe, she a dirty hoe.
0: All right, she we got to make sure we got this. is the, the Dollar fancy General. Not
3: the cool
0: we're not like Kelsey, we're not talking about you right now. I know you know we're not talking about you. No, she to make, sure make that decision for the listeners.
3: Right. She's not a fancy hoe. She a dirty hoe. H O E. Like the gardening tool.
1: And not like. She is also the really Dollar
3: General high. version.
0: Mm, wow. This one. the dollar
3: general version of corinne steffens wow you are not wow. super
0: head. Wow, you are not oh, um um well wow. i'm gonna pause right there um listeners if you know who she just referred to um wow we're just gonna move on we're not gonna lie um here's one thing i need for you guys to know one of her best friends is a woman by the name of tiana tiana trump um Please do not Google her and do not say that we told you to Google her. But if you know, you know.
5: I'm missing to Yikes. I did not think Queen C was going to do the reference of Corinne Steffens. Damn. Super though. All right. Um. Yeah. So the first thing on my mind is you're 27 pulling up to this freshman who plays in Kentucky who's 18. I would have even given you if you was 23 or 24, you know, hey, stuff, it's cool, but that's a big gap, right? Number two, I feel bad for the brother, because I know he probably looked at her like, oh, man, she fine, and she want to date me, and da-da-da-da, but none of the OGs was like, this ain't what you want, fam. This is not what you want to do, you know, like, and and again, I want to make sure I'm clear. I am not talking down to people that have, like, a good number of bodies because I am all body, I am all for body positivity. What you do with your body is what you wanna do by all means. But you knew what kind of person she was based off the fact that she put out a book to monetize how she slept with high level athletes during a span of time. That's monetizing what you're trying to do. That's not the same thing. And then thirdly, as soon as she got that baby, I knew she said, gotcha. And got this nigga. And so now she knows she got, whenever they split up whatever, she knows she got child support on day. Now, she has her own money per se, allegedly. Uh, But we know that looks fade. And after a while, we don't know how much else she's going to be able to do. She cannot be Tiana Trump because Tiana Trump got 600 bodies and she's trying to go for a 1,000. We're
0: not going to talk about that right now. We're going
5: to move on. (laughs) She's not going to be Corinne Stephens. Because Corinne Stephens, yeah, we're gonna move we're on that too. We're not gonna talk too. about that
0: right now. We're gonna move on.
5: <laughs> but and in, and in, in conclusion, I feel bad for you, bro, and I hope that you make the time with the child and focus more on the child and just try to be a good co-parenting unit. But whenever a girl wants to come up to you, man, I me, uh, the culture scientist and brother X were in Miami for my birthday, and we saw them as they're waiting in the lobby of a hotel waiting for NBA players to come through. So yeah, they scheming. So make sure you keep your eye, your head on a swivel and watch out. Cause they be scheming on you, bro. All
0: right. Uh, two things before we, Oh, sorry, Kelsey, go ahead. I didn't give you a chance to share.
2: Um, I just want to say I'm mad. She stalked him like a real life get out.
0: Yeah. Wow. You Why are you saying something so controversial, but right at the same time?
2: Yeah, I did.
0: Uh, (laughs) All right. Two things to close out the topic. One, this is just another reason why um, we could all tell that MJ is only good at one thing in life. And that is playing basketball because he can't dress. He can't run a franchise. He, he, he can't mentor young athletes. He can't keep his eyes from looking like they are orange as shit. Just, and secondly, like to Mr. Smith's point, like, you can tell, like, he must be on the young team or he didn't. Somebody in your circle has to be able to... You, you literally have to build your circle as a star athlete or a rising athlete. You have to build your circle. Like, let me let 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 me, me, me put my mind in this position. Guaranteed, she never met... Like, Brittany Renner never met uh, PJ Washington's mom before they had the baby. Guaranteed. Ain't no way in the world because a um, black mother knows before anybody whether she a hoe whether he a hoe, whether they ain't shit, whether she ain't shit, whatever the case may be, they know. And if I'm about to have a kid or I have a serious relationship, you got to be Mama Dukes. And if Mama Dukes don't approve, then we got to have a conversation. Thankfully, uh, Mama X, I know you love the culture scientists as your future daughter-in-law. Just go ahead and put that out there. Um, go ahead.
1: I just want to point out, though. Um, I forgot that fast. Dang it.
0: It's all right. I'll come back to you. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Keep going. Oh, it's possible that um, they didn't, that she did meet and that he just didn't care in that moment.
0: Oh, that brings me to another point. Um, Athletes, men, women, start using protection if you haven't been. Like, um, the population is where it's at right now. And there's a reason why some people thought Thanos was right. I'm just going to leave it at that.
3: We're looking at you, Antonio Cromartie.
0: Hold on. Hold on. Antonio Cromartie is a genetic anomaly. How you have two vasectomies and you still have kids? Like, the Lord wants you to repopulate the earth. Guaranteed, Antonio Cromartie is half Jamaican. Guaranteed.
5: Mr. Smith, go ahead. I just want to add one more point to this when you said make sure you wear protection. Fellas, more so y'all, because I don't think I don't think the women get this as much, but fellas, if you're going to that moment, bring your own protection because you do not know what that woman has done, and it's really easy to put a safety pin through a condom, and you do not see it, and before you know it, oops, something slipped out, so... Bring your own condoms. That is all.
0: <sighs> but um, hopefully uh, the child is taken care of That's I, I know we're joking and made all these points, but the, hopefully the child is being taken care of. And hopefully he's learned his lesson because I think one thing that he posted as a cryptic message that it said, you were faking it all along. Sir, why didn't you do your research? You could have, we could have told you like, it took me two seconds to see all the information about her that, that girl like, said she on, didn't though. fake
3: nothing she was really after your money and now she got it for at least the next 18 years she like, got a cute baby out
0: of it like and the thing is it's a cute baby, baby. real light skin. um he probably gonna get the light skin handbook but we're not talking about that all right we're gonna move on to the next segment of the podcast which is share a truth of the class and share a truth of the class um i would like to bring to you guys today um if you've ever heard the term being read to filth, um, this is that this is that uh, moment. Um, let me make sure I get her name right. Tiffany D. Ross, as she found on Instagram. Information will be in the show notes. Um, she took the time out of her segment on her television show to um to pick out a like non-relevant Karen to um to drag because they're trying to make themselves well known again and relevant again. So, um, listeners, I just want you to listen to the clip.
6: Okay, so normally you guys know I use this time to address something or someone relevant who has warranted some sort of ire from the community. However, this week I'm taking a slightly different approach and addressing someone completely irrelevant. I'm speaking, of course, about Megyn Kelly. The 50 year old bully is trying to bulldoze her way back into relevance that only comes to women like her for being a provocateur, not for offering any type of intellectual input. Nevertheless, here we are. Why? because the blackface connoisseur who had to apologize for ridiculously asking why it was racist for white people to wear blackface for Halloween is now going after someone who's less than half her age, but has twice her intelligence, 23 year old Naomi Osaka, who announced she would not participate in post match interviews, uh, conferences during the French Open and ultimately ended up leaving altogether and withdrawing from Wimbledon citing her own mental health. Now, Kelly accused Osaka of not being genuine after the tennis star beautifully graced the covers of multiple magazines, which were, of course, shot months prior, which Osaka explained in a since-deleted tweet. Now, we reached out to Kelly's attorney for comment, but did not get a response. But when Osaka understandably blocked Kelly on Twitter, this woman said that Naomi just didn't like tough questions. Such insight from the land of the inconsequential, but also girl, by First, shout out to all of you out there prioritizing your mental health, especially when dealing with someone who spews nonsense like this.
0: Um, Mister Mister, put a pause. We're gonna we're gonna pause for a moment. Um, let's put a pen that whole post about talking about mental health because um I I got something to say about that. But um, go ahead, continue the clip.
6: By the way, for all you kids watching at home, Santa just is white. Jesus was a white man too. Okay, second, to all you Karens watching at home, please make a list for your white Santa and pray to your white Jesus for a life, please. Because we're out here living our best lives, fighting on the front lines to preserve democracy, taking up space at the highest levels of government, making long overdue and necessary changes in newsrooms, Winning Emmys while twirling on our haters, we come from a long line of torchbearers lighting fires that illuminate the world and burn away chains. So it's no coincidence that Snow White and the seven dumb takes she's had recently overwhelmingly target black women. The amazing luminary, Nicole Hannah-Jones, whom Kelly went after over the 1619 Project. The Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle, who Kelly said should stop whining about the treatment of baby Archie. Olympic hammer thrower Gwen Berry, who Kelly suggested be removed from the Olympics due to her protest. Kelly is really just trying to crawl her way back into social relevance and into the hearts of Fox News viewers by regurgitating their favorite attacks, all while benefiting from the work that we do. We're quite used to it. But when it comes to us, sister, stop punching above your weight. You keep asking for this smoke that you really don't want. You want to act like a high school mean girl and you'll get treated that way. Sit down, be humble, while our left stroke keeps going viral. Let the grown women speak. You're not invited to this table. You don't have the range.
0: And that's on Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Um, I'm going to let that breathe for a moment. All right, so let's go ahead and get to this. Um, so, shout out to this Black queen for um, for very articulating, expressing both co-switching and being real. A lot of people know that
1: she did do that flawlessly. Of course, yeah, man. Okay,
0: But she's a black woman, so of course she's going to. And I, it, Yo, you know what it is.
1: day the work, this black lady was in the elevator, mm-hmm. and she smelled so good. Smell like
0: black essence.
1: I, I said, man, I just want to let you know. You smell, it was just me and to eat. you smell real good, just so you know. It was so amazing. I said, it's like that black what, woman. That what, was, was
0: it Was it that cocoa butter? I
1: don't know what it
0: was. Mm-hmm. Said, it was something. Mm. But yeah, Hold on. Black queens keep smelling good because we all appreciate it. I, I just need to make sure y'all understand that because, oh Lord Jesus, yes, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Pastor Colester, play. Um, <laughs> I'm stupid. <laughs> I'm very much so. <laughs> really though, I love you. Uh huh. I, I see how it is. I'm not respected on my own podcast. All right. Again <laughs> with that. I just gotta put it out there. Sometimes, hopefully, the listeners don't really think that. Um, but. I wanted to share this with the class or our guests because it's just like either we are not staying in our lane or we need to shut up and dribble or we're being too proactive or God forbid that we're actually being asked to treat it like human equal beings at least have equal rights. God forbid we actually ask for what we really want, what we really deserve, but you know what we beat that drum a lot and we're still gonna do it so you thought i was gonna say we're not gonna talk about today no we're gonna talk about today because um like she said please do not hop into these verbal streets when you ain't got the verbal hands like she said you ain't in the same weight class like don't let the podcast and don't let the culture scientists or sissy or any of our guests um kind of natures fool you the jokes and everything you will get verbally beat down by any anybody anybody on the podcast we've had you will get verbally beat down and that's on everybody but ultimately it's just like why do we have why are people still trying to utilize black people to make themselves relevant but then don't want to give us credit um white tiktok users um i'm looking at you um white people claiming box braids when they've been around how long now
1: Knots. I don't know what you think those were
0: but they won't copy us when we say that we wash and mo- moisturize, our, moisturize our bodies Um, anybody they're only following
3: their that? ancestors say that again they're only following after their ancestors
0: well I mean you're not wrong you, you're not wrong uh, Mrs. Smith, Kelsey
2: I just want to I just want to praise uh, Tiffany Cross for her delivery in this because that was just an expert level dragging and I'm the pettiness in me is just so here for it. Um, when these just evil spirited uh, white women just get exactly what's coming to them, I'm here for it every single time. So yes, uh, praises to you, Tiffany Cross. And I wanted to make sure I was saying your name correctly because you, Ms. Ma'am, are everything.
5: All right, Smith. I got to give it to her for having one of the most professional reads I've ever heard because she was able to interject Black vernacular and slang in a way that's still professional. I'm still trying to perfect that and she did it flawlessly. She was able to put in the girl by, don't punch above your weight class. I'm not even the target and I felt that. I said, oh, shit. So, yeah god bless her but it just goes to show that with these times you could hear the stark difference in the audio uh depictions of both whereas megan kelly's talking about santa claus is white and jesus is white you could you don't hear the professionalism you just hear just straight crass but when you listen to tiffany cross it's educated it's eloquent it's it's just I, I can't even put a lot of words to it because it just speaks to me. Uh, so I am impressed with this woman and I just don't understand. Again, I've said this on podcast before. White people, why they don't try to like us? Because it, we, we ain't do nothing. We didn't ask to be here. We ain't do shit. So why are you still having all these issues and all these problems like... Uh, you know, I know we're gonna get to it, but when you're talking about how you're, you know, people are lazy or or need to shut up and just do their job in order for America to look good, why? When you can't even do your own online test for a freaking self training for your job, you're gonna procrastinate on that, but you want somebody else to to do ridiculous stunts while not being in the right mental headspace? uh uh-uh.
0: Quincy, I'm gonna let you, know, but hold on. You wanna know why? Because they, um, they want us to raise their kids, they want us to tend their fields, they want us to teach their children, they want us to put on all the labor and get no reward. But um, we know that's been going on for how many years now, and I'm not sorry. Um, go ahead, Quincy. So since uh, you
3: know, an Olympian was mentioned in this piece, Miss Naomi Osaka. This reminds me of Rio 2016. Y'all remember that swim Michael Phelps did? He's swimming his own race. He in his lane. He looking forward. But the guy behind him or beside him kept looking to see where he was to try to judge his own path. That's basically Megyn Kelly in this piece. You looking everywhere but forward, trying to step up stay in your lane boo boo this not your race you will not win this one
0: and that's real
2: it's not her race in every sense of the phrase
0: Ooh. all right so awkward segue into the next part um so there was a point that i actually wanted to really point out which was um which he started um miss cross he talked about something really important Mrs. smith can you play that part again This, this shout out
6: to all of you out there prioritizing your mental health especially when dealing with someone who spews nonsense like this
0: um so for those who have been living under a rock um first and foremost let me make this very clear um no Simone a uh, slander will not be tolerated on this podcast or around me or anybody in my friend group so if you say otherwise um catch these verbal hands so Simone Bile's um the goat of gymnastics and just about all around just Wonderful black queen and had no shame letting the world know she was the goat. Right. She um, after not feeling mentally right during the Olympics, re- removed herself from the team all-around uh, finals of gymnastics. And because due to mental health, and then she removed herself from the individual all-around final as well. So to the point that she said, um, you know what comes to mind? A very wise man made a quote about mental health. Um, Mrs. Smith, I don't know if you can pull this up, but um, can you play my clip?
2: Family, start taking care of y'all mentals, y'all bodies, and y'all chicken from y'all you know, ready to walk away. You walk away, and you be able to do what you want to do.
0: Yes, you got to take care of them chickens. You got to take care of your money. You got to take care of your mental. Word to my man, Marshawn Lynch. If you want to come on the podcast, you can. I appreciate it. But, um, <laughs> honestly, like, this is just a quick uh, side note. There's like people need to, one, mind your business, if her teammates, her coaches, and everybody who actually matters in the situation understands and respects her decision, all you're doing is breathing hot air. Probably didn't brush your teeth while you're at it. But honestly, it's just like, if Simone Biles says she's not right, and she's literally in a sport which has no protective gear on, She's like flying as up in the air, multiple feet in the air, going fast as all get out.
1: And You can't
0: do it. Exactly. And you got the nerve to say that she needs to push through it or she's not mentally tough enough. Or you're Naomi Osaka who literally says, I'm mentally not okay and I can't, these interviews give me anxiety and I'm not going to do them. Like I said in the previous episode, like you're so mad that you can't influence them or make people do what you want to do because they're not conforming to the, um, yeah, you just gotta have it, you gotta tough it out, you gotta be mentally tough, you gotta push through. dog. guarantee you, if you were in a situation, which you probably have been in, and you were saying, man, this stuff sort of stressed stress me out, I, I need a mental health day. What do you think they're doing right now? Let, 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 let that sink in. Uh, Kelsey, go ahead.
2: So I'm actually glad we're talking about this because I had the same conversation with my coworkers last night at work. And it's funny how like generational this concept is because one of the old heads at my job was saying how Simone was in the wrong and how he, she should be like, no, if you're on a team you should be on a team. Like you need to like, give everything for that team. And I'm like, no your mental health is what's most important because if your mental is not okay, then you can't adequately be a part of that team. If you're like off thinking about something else. Also gymnastics is fucking difficult as hell. Like get out of your mind, like for one second while you're in midair, you can land on your neck and that's it for your whole life. Like, so no.
0: Destination.
2: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, mental health is like incredibly important. And I, I feel like it, it's getting. I like that it's getting a lot more attention uh, than this day and age, and I still don't feel like it's getting enough attention. Um, so yeah, definitely protect your mental health out there. And like, look, team or no team, you can't help nobody if you can't help yourself. What did they say if before every flight you take, uh, please put on your own mask before you assist somebody else? Okay. Yeah, metaphor for life right there.
1: Talk about it. First off, I just need to point out mm-hmm. Well, no, it's funnier coming from Kelsey uh-huh. <laughs> because we know he doesn't want children. So, like, that part for me was funny
0: because he was it's like, very ironic. Take care of myself. <laughs> just pointing out. In the These most joking facts. way possible. These are facts. So, so, if you're on the flight and you meet Kelsey there, mm-hmm. he you probably, he you probably okay. don't want your kid sitting next to him. Let, let's just put that out there. But, uh, Miss Smith, go ahead. Wow. Um, I'm sorry, hold on, hold on, Ms. Smith. Uh, Sissy, you want to say
4: something? Oh, yeah, because I was a gymnast back in the day, in the 80s, 90s, where Black girls weren't even doing gymnastics. So it was a very expensive sport. I was the only Black girl in there at that time, and I had a lot of pressure because I had very pressure-driven parents. And then... The pressure of being a black girl in a white girl-dominated sport, but um, I salute these ladies because mental health really is taken, especially in our community. People want to label it as crazy, and you know, put different stigmas to it when you know really talking it out to people, whether it's a professional therapist, whatever title, if they can get you through life and, and give you better ways to you know do things and course correct, that's what we need to promote. So the fact, girl, they better be glad I'm not Simone Biles' mama, because I'd have been like, hello, 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 you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I would have dug into their ass real deep, because first of all, who are you doing this for? Are you doing it for yourself because it makes you happy or are you doing it for the people because it makes them happy? People need to learn how to stop people pleasing. Do what's right for self. Just like brother up there said, put your mask off before you assist. As a mama, I'm like, damn. But hell yeah. I got to put my shit on first. Then I'm passing over to the left one time. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely have to agree with that, but People, they they just better be, I don't know, I don't know too much about Simone Biles and stuff about her her upbringing, but she better be glad she don't got a mama like me, a sister like me, a homegirl like, she better be glad because i had a hey, press conference. (laughs) Ah, Listen, she is speaking
0: from experience, okay?
4: Yeah, I don't play when it comes to people. There was a
0: press conference in sake of me. Love yeah, it so, let's put it this way um yeah. listeners for those who don't know if i ever go missing because i said something crazy on the podcast you know who you need to find you know who it was and she'll tell you that she did it
1: will you, never mind no, i'm about to say no. Nope, we are
0: not going to incriminate nobody on this podcast <laughs>
1: That's all said, right, wait. Mrs. Smith,
0: go ahead and um share your piece
5: <laughs> <laughs> okay first of all this is, i'm gonna give y'all that because people they always say you learn best from those that actually have experienced the sport. You never... That's why everyone always gets on Skip Bayless when he criticizes LeBron James talking about he needs to get a triple-double when Skip Bayless averaged, what, 2.1 points per game in high school? So, but that's... Hold, an, hold
0: on. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, we ain't forgot about you either at Winston-Salem State.
5: Ooh. I was trying to leave him out of it, but I right, no, 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 no,
0: no, 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 no. I to say you... We're probably coming off the bench, but we're not gonna talk
5: about that. Mr. Um, yeah, so, but I want people to understand the mental fortitude that this woman has been dealing with. She is the face of a sexual assault allegation regarding the doctor that's, that was in, uh, investigated from the last Olympics. She is so good that judges will not score her correctly to the point where they have to da- they have to put her points down to make it competitive. Otherwise, she smokes the whole competition. And you know this because when you see her tumble, she's doing shit that you have never seen from people in any in any of the gymnastics in years. And that even includes Dominique Dawes and other skilled Olympic gymnasts. But the coach, I mean the judges are saying, you know. If we keep doing this, people are not gonna be interested in doing gymnastics. So to make it fair, we're not gonna score her correctly. People, if you work at a job and you know you that nigga or you that woman at the job, and they still be like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rate you rather than get you a promotion, I'm gonna rate you with uh curly Sue. And because you know, we don't want Curly Sue to feel bad that you're doing better. How would you feel? How would you feel if you're giving 110% every single time? whatever business that you're doing and you're cranking shit out and you're being the best person and they still compare you to someone that's of lower class. You wouldn't want to do it anymore. Now imagine that at a grand stage where this, you can, you easily can tell you even just watching it, just an average watcher can see her tumble and be like, yeah, she's smoking the fuck out of all these white girls. And they're just like, mm. You know, she did a little stumble on that last one. The toe went a little bit more to the left than it should have, so we're gonna dock her a point. Like, how would you feel, right? So So to finish off, within all of that, I'm glad that she had the strength and the courage to be like, you know what, I have nothing left to prove. I have nothing left to prove I am good. And if I can't do this, if my mental's not there, I'm not gonna injure myself. I'm gonna take myself out and still root for my team. She's gonna be out there and root for her team. So she's not being a bad player, she's actually being a team player. She's she's uh rooting on for the rest of her team. Y'all chill out. That's all I gotta say. Just just chill out.
0: Um, Quincy, go ahead real quick.
3: All right, so y'all touched on, on a lot of good points. Um, but I was watching the qualifiers um uh, with my sister the other day, and My sister was halfway paying attention, but when she looked up, Simone Biles' face was filling the TV and she literally said, why does she look sad? I said, you know what? I've been sitting here trying to figure it out. Like she, she's in her head. You can see, you could clearly see she was in her head. Something was off, but she still tried her best. She, she qualified for the final. She still tried, but after that vault, especially you can see it in her face. She got lost in the air while vaulting. That could be catastrophic to Kelsey's point where he said, you know, you can land on your neck. Well, it's actually happened in that sport. And the woman ended up being a quadriplegic after that. She broke um, or fractured something in her neck, died at the age of 46. We could go to the nineties where, Everybody knows the famous one-legged landing on the vault. Let me tell y'all something. Y'all praise her like, oh my gosh, she's the best. She, um, you know, pushed through it. Her coach forced her to do that vault. She was crying. If you actually go back and rewatch that clip of, I think her name is Carrie Strout. She was terrified. And that vault ended her gymnastic career at 18 years old. So for all of these people out here who are getting, getting on Simone Biles for doing the right thing. And let's include Naomi Osaka in that too for taking care of their mental health. Isn't that what they're supposed to do in their job, in their profession is to make sure they are mentally sound for the work that they are doing. Not to mention that the work that they are doing because it is physical is also dangerous. And if they are not in the right headspace, it could be detrimental or even deadly. But all of these people who wanna criticize them for taking care of their mental health. One, are racist, let's keep it real because black people can't take no break. What you taking a break for? You're supposed to be strong, you're supposed to be tough. You're supposed to be able to do it. Shut up and dribble the ball. We don't care about what you think. We don't care about your mind. Two, a lot of these people are sexist. And that's another thing, especially when it comes to black women. Oh, black women, y'all are supposed to be tough. You're supposed to be strong, independent. You're supposed to be able to do everything you force us into this role. We don't always wanna be there. And sometimes we don't always have the mental capacity to be able to perform those daily functions. A lot of you people out there talking bad about these women talking about, oh, this is their job. They need to be team players. You've never made it past the high school level of playing sports. Some of you may have made it collegiately, and congratulations but you've never made it professionally. You have no idea the stress these women are under. And until you understand it, you're never gonna know. That's what I gotta say.
0: That's real. Um, I'll leave the listeners with this analogy. Uh, two things one, I want you to imagine the most star athlete currently in the world for, for men. Let, let's go with LeBron James or Yancez Atekumpo. Who? glad I said it right. Um, but let's say that they're at the peak of their game, they're in the NBA finals, the, the pinnacle of their sport it's game five and you got to win one more game to win the championship they literally before tip-off say yo coach i can't go like i'm about to i'm on the brink of a mental uh, or a nervous breakdown do you know how many more people well they'll get some crucifix but the amount of stuff that will come out about those players is nowhere near some of these athletes that are women that are black women in particular and to this whole judging point, I heard the best analogy. For those Listeners who are familiar with sports, Steph Curry, um, plays for the Warriors, great uh, three-point shooter. Steph Curry was so great that someone made the analogy, like, imagine if you were Steph Curry and you were shooting a three-point shot so well that instead of giving you the three points that you made from the shot that you shot, you start getting two points. And for every regular shot you were shooting, instead of getting two points, you got one point, just so that the other players would feel better about it. Let, let, let that sink in. But um, I'm going to switch lanes a little bit, and I want to talk about something real personal. I'm, I'm going to make a brief because I, I feel like we really gave – We got
1: real serious and real mad.
0: Oh, I mean, but it's important to have those conversations, honestly. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying, we went mad. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, but we have to, like, that the mental health thing, shout out to our therapists. Yeah, shout are, out to my therapists. Well, like, we're very much pro-mental health here on this podcast. So, let me um get on my, uh let me put my Black nerd hat on for a second. So, for those who don't know, I'm a Black nerd. Um, I would say most of my friends are Black nerds in some capacity or another. So, there is a comic con which for those who don't know is like an entertainment convention for people who are interested in certain things so for them this particular one was uh, called blur con. so it's kind of marketed to as a black nerd convention because for those who don't know a lot of conventions aren't catered to black nerds because it's still seen as faux pas or uh, taboo in some spaces so this particular comic con like most comic cons or comic conventions had what they call a cosplay. So basically you take like an anime or a comic book character and you create a costume and you dress up as it. Think Halloween, but yeah, think of a Halloween contest, a Halloween costume contest. So in this particular contest, and this was, was marketed as a black space, um, they had a cosplay contest where a white lady actually won the contest. Mind you, I'm not saying that that should never happen all all that stuff, stuff, let, let me give this thing some legs. So it wasn't so much that it was when people started trying to ask about those who were at the convention and those who were looking at on social media and they found out about it, they simply had questions. It's like, that's odd. Let me ask questions before I make assumptions. And literally what happened was one of the judges came out. I'm not going to give her airspace because the way that she responded responsive was super defensive, very rude and dismissive of Black cosplayers, which side note, the amount of courage it takes to create a costume with your own money, your own design, and to wear it out in front of people, whether you are in the same shape as those characters, it is very taxing on your mental health to pull it back to the other point we just talked about. So for you to make those comments about these people who you don't know, to defend your decision to have someone white win that contest, you have now shifted focus. Yeah, we were wondering about the white winner and I'm gonna get back to that. But now my focus on you. Why is it that we wanna get clarification on something that's generally just something simple but you're so hardcore defending it that now I'm questioning, I'm like, so what were your intentions? How are you gonna carry yourself like this? And to make it worse, Black man, creator of BlurCon, he actually, he, he doubled down and he was supporting the decision, all these things going on. So again, I'm like, I'm looking at you sideways because you're supposed to create this inclusive space for black nerds to feel welcoming in a space that we normally don't have a whole lot for. And you're doubling down on it. Here's where it turns. The white cosplayer didn't even originally want it to be in the contest. Her friends encouraged her to and she entered. Mind you, her piece is that she should have been more socially aware and being a disruptor and an ally and saying, hey, I appreciate you guys wanting to be, want me to be in this contest. I know you see how much work I put in, but this ain't it. This ain't the time, this ain't the place. Let me hold back. But here's where the social media piece really bothered me. This young lady who really didn't want me in the contest to begin with, mind you, had a really great costume, but she started getting death threats. She started getting people trying to do what we say that we don't want white people to do to us. So that happens, and she feels so bad. She literally gives back all the awards and prizes that she got from the contest. And then the creator of the con somehow, Madison, takes down the explanation video on Instagram uh, explaining why they're going to stick with the decision. And then a few days later, you, it pops up you have another young lady who is a Black woman who is now the official winner of the contest. I'm gonna say it, it don't pass a smell test to me. And one of the craziest things that he said, he used a term which I believe is used incorrectly, very much so. He said that he wanted two things. One, he said that a black a blur could be anybody could be a blur. Mm. Um, sir, literally, the definition of a blur is a black nerd. nerd. Secondly, and I know that. Secondly, he tried to use a term called X uh exclusively inclusively is that not the definition of an oxymoron correct me if I'm wrong is it that's not real backwards it does so mind you listeners we're going to put the link in the show notes of that has pictures from some of the um the contest people like mind you the winner the original winner had a great costume it looked great a lot of it was like it was made like it looks great You may not be into know what the anime or whatever it it had background, but you can tell quality when it's there. But my issue is with knowing your space and also understanding that, hey, don't double down. Like if you want to create this inclusive space, you have to be transparent. You're gonna have to be willing to answer these questions because people are gonna ask. It's like the equivalent of a a black person showing up to a KKK rally.
1: Why are you out there? You you don't want to answer these questions no more?
0: Then don't come in those spaces. Don't market it. And this this is how I know, you know, you 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 make me question whether or not I want to go to you, your your con. You then say, because you say everybody could be a blur, then you then market your next blur con with the music, the drumline music from the movie Drumline. <laughs> this is backwards. It sounds real backwards. So for my guests, thanks for letting me get on my soapbox about it because that's something near and near to me i'm like yo that's crazy so before we move on to our blabbing I'm like, does anybody have any thoughts on that
5: i, I think you said it best man you pretty you, you, you was preaching you was preaching to the choir and uh we was passing a collection plate while you was going ahead and get your word out
0: i appreciate it because we need donations <laughs> uh yeah so Listeners, if you want to read more up on about it, I'm going to put an article from someone who interviewed the creator of Blurcon and clarify it. Mind you, I'm still, I'm not going to say that it will be the camera, the camel's the back or why I may not go there, but I'm going to look at it with different eyes than I would before. I'm still all for the spaces that are inclusive for Black um, nerds and all that stuff. Mind you. I could literally go to a con that's coming up right now, Galaxy Con in Raleigh this upcoming weekend. And I would still be dealing with like being minority there. And one of the hardest things for cosplayers and black nerds to deal with is, oh, you're cosplaying? Oh, you're just the black version of this character. No, I'm just dressing up as this character. Like no one asks you why you're dressing up as um, Mace Windu, a uh, black uh, Jedi. They're just saying, oh, you're that character, and that's it. Like, let us have space for Black nerds to be able to be themselves, where a lot of times they've had to shun who they are because they feel like, oh, being a nerd wasn't cool. But we're going to have an episode about that. Where we're really going to delve into it because that really, like, that that hits a sore spot for me. But we're going to save that for another day. What we're going to do now is we're going to switch lanes to the Black Business Highlight. And in the Black Business Highlight, we take time to shout out Black businesses from a variety of different things shout out to our previous black businesses um, those who have given us shout outs in response we thank you we will continue to support you and put you out there in the spotlight for all these spaces and whatever platform we have for you guys um mrs smith you have a, a particular one that i want you to share whenever you're ready
5: sure uh so it kind of goes with this week's topic but this black business highlight is social escapade. And Social Escapade, a lot of people on this podcast have actually been previous guests of a few of their trips. Uh, they have a trip that's going on September 23rd to the 27th in Guanacaste, Costa Rica. The prices that's gonna be for the trip is about $9.50 per person and the beauty of it is people, we know it's been a pandemic. We know everybody's been kind of you know, uh, stuck at home, working, Mental as brother X mentioned earlier, you know, make sure you protect your mental, do what you gotta do. Sometimes you need to go, you just need to travel and 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 get outside of your comfort zone in order to really unleash that that endorphin that really helps you out. Uh, so this is a good trip for you to do that on because most people's trips tend to you have to try to find somebody and make sure that they have their part of the money. With this trip, you can come alone and they can match you up with somebody that kind of matches your personality. And they're really, and trust me, I'm talking from experience. They're really good at that. Uh, so shout out to the owners of Social Escapades, Sabrina and Alexis, we love you ladies. And uh, if you have any other questions about the trip, please reach out to them at their social media at Social Escapade on Instagram, or if you wanna go on their website, it is www.socialescapade.com. Now please, If you want to go, you might want to work fast because spots are filling up pretty quick.
0: And from personal testimony, I've been on three, maybe four trips with them. It might be four. Costa Rica, Jamaica, Cancun. Oh, no, Cabo. Cabo. Thank you. Yeah. I think those three. Yeah.
5: I'm about
0: to say, so I would say my first trip ever out of the country was with Social Escapade. And funny enough, it was with Costa Rica. And if I didn't have certain uh, prior engagements, I'd probably be there because if I had a couple more place of red beans and rice, um, they were, they may not have been a podcast, (laughs) Uh, but just, just know that they are very welcoming. They're like at least 10, 12 years in the game. They've traveled multiple places and they have the uh, transparent truth and transparency podcast still of approval. Um, if we're traveling, we're either going to use them as travel agents or we're going to go on their trips, but please check them out. Oh, and one other thing, if you do go on a trip, just know it is a marathon and not a sprint. For those who know, you know, I will call never back tell to that the story.
5: Call, call back to the brothers episode.
0: <laughs> sound like a bonus episode. <laughs>
5: mm-hmm.
0: All right. So we're going to go ahead and move on to this week's topic, which is Uh, Black experiences. And in particular, this is going to be our last one for this series. And um, listeners, please let us know if this is something that you're interested in from when we talked about working in predominantly white spaces to when Obama was elected to when Agent Orange was elected to... (sighs) I'm forget. I feel like I'm forgetting one. Am I missing one?
5: When we were working in predominantly white spaces.
0: Okay, I did say. Okay, yeah. So working in predominantly white spaces and I hope that you guys, for those who are not our African American or people of color um, listeners, you've hopefully taken some of what we've said and you kind of heard. It. it was like, oh, I never thought about that. I never realized these points. I didn't realize how much we may have to censor ourselves that black people have to censor themselves in these spaces, or how much joy we felt when Obama was elected, and how much genuine fear that we had when Agent Orange was elected. So Please let us know if this is something that you're really enjoying. We enjoy doing it. Um, we enjoy having guests on who have specifics to that. And hopefully we can do some more in the future. But um, this particular ep- uh, this particular episode, we're actually going to talk about Traveling While Black, which has a lot of different things. So I first want to bring one that immediately comes to mind. Um, guess, how many of you are familiar with Sundown Towns? Okay, uh, a couple people will raise their hand with that. So for our listeners, for those who don't know, a sundown town is considered a town which is probably like 90 to 95% of um, uh, white Americans. Um, typically it's like really like one streetlight town, very closed off, very well knit, close knit. Um, everybody knows everybody, but the whole sticking point is these are towns that as a person of color, you do not want to be there when the lights go down and when the sun goes down because um, history will tell you it doesn't end well we're talking about lynchings we're talking about murder we're talking about you going missing and people still haven't found your body. um it even enlisted and you those who are fans of the show um God,
1: is lovecraft country
0: thank you lovecraft country um sign up um please HBO we need another season no
1: HBO you don't got to. someone else
0: pick it up oh I'm sorry you're right um but HBO if you don't want to sponsor us you can go ahead and do that please. that's cool you can sponsor me you don't have to sponsor cultural sciences but we're not talking about that <laughs> um <laughs> honestly but they part of what the story originally opens up at and I'm not going to say spoilers because if you haven't watched the show what are you doing but uh, they have um, Uncle George basically drives around through the South and created this book, The Negroes Guide uh, Travels Guide Through the South. We basically catalog spaces and restaurants and other areas that were safe for people African-American people to travel safely and to enjoy and be able to move from out their city. Because just like all the white people and everyone else around the world, we deserve to travel. We deserve to not just stay in our hometown. We deserve to expand our horizons. So. That was based off a very real thing. So that's sundown towns. And that brings up to a really big point. Like we as African-Americans, and I'll open the floor up after this, is that we have so much to consider, just like we have to consider what we say at work, just how we have to consider what we wear, how we act. We have to police ourselves on damn near everything that we do. It carries over even into our leisure. I can't, I can't go, I can't act too black to be black because that's how people want to perceive the African American race. I can't wear certain things to then fit into a stereotype. So ultimately, these are things that we have to think about. So does anybody have any initial thoughts on this? Uh, go ahead, Kelsey. <clears throat> um,
2: yeah, I've, I've never been to a sundown town. Um, I, well, first of all, mainly because I'm really not here for road trips. Um, I will meet you there in a plane, like for real, for real. Because um, <laughs> I ain't trying to drive through no hick town that got one stop light that is like 99.9% white. I ain't, I ain't trying to do it. Um, so, yeah, I've, I, I feel I uh, have effectively avoided those um but the the problem is that they do still exist and I feel like people don't like to say that they still exist but they they do still exist um and I that's I think that's also why like most of my travel I feel like I focus on or especially especially as of late I feel like I focus on like international travel as opposed to domestic travel um because I don't know. There's just more of the world that I want to see. Um, but I always have to, I always feel I have to like do a lot of research prior to uh, because I, depending on where the place is, I got to see how that country or that city feels about gay people. I got to see how they feel about black people. Like if there's, if it's mostly black, then they're probably not going to be that gay friendly, which is just a fact. Um, and. No, yeah and it's just like all of those things like really like factor into it and i feel i have to like i have to put in all that research prior to like i would love to like have that that white feeling of freedom where i can just go anywhere and it'd be okay but no there are a there's a long list of places that i have no desire to ever visit russia i'm talking to you since you are listening to us fuck you (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, hey he, he, he said what he said said what i said um russia if you want to sponsor us just slide on the sneak don't put it in russia's name
1: um i have no comment
0: <laughs> moving on um queen um, c so
3: um opposite of kelsey i um have traveled quite a bit with road trips when i was younger um just because family lives all over the country so it's easy during summer break to just hop in the car and drive, and, and get there. But uh, the thing is, especially when your family lives halfway across the country, is you you gotta travel through some 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 cities and some states, and um, you know sometimes you gotta stop and get gas or stop and get some food. And um, unfortunately, we've ended up um, in my childhood in several sundown towns. Thank God it was still daylight when we ended up there. Um, but you can kind of tell when you're in a sundown town because, again, it's not just the one traffic light. They may not have any traffic lights, but it's also how the people look at you when they see you. And it's, it, it's something so strange. It's, it's literally like take everybody that's ever looked at you with disgust or hatred and just ball it up into one like little itty bitty town because that's what it is. Um, to the point where if we've stopped for gas, um, the gas attendants that should be pumping the gas refuse to serve you because you're Black. Um, Or if you sit down at a restaurant, the waitress will sit you behind a wall so that nobody can see she's serving Black people. Um, And yes, these are real life experiences that I've had growing up, Um, which is part of the reason I don't eat at Cracker Barrel. It's called Cracker Barrel,
0: just saying like, like, hold on, real quick. When you enter into oh, Cracker Barrel. So good. I know yes, I'm about to say they got the crispy pancakes and 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 my ancestors look away every time I enter those doors to I get, get that. Bad. And the apple, apple jelly or the apple jam or whatever it is it's they so put on there. Good. It is, and they got bring a bottle of warm maple syrup. Hold on, I'm getting off my point.
1: But I understand.
0: Right, because our ancestors, you hear it, like you should not have in your gift shop, you can just buy cotton. Why is cotton a souvenir?
1: <laughs> yes. It is a souvenir and that's so. Like and that's why I don't happy.
3: go there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I never thought
0: about that part. Um, but yeah, um, Mr. Smith, you have any thoughts?
5: No, nah, I mean, I've I've never, you know, gone to a sundown town myself. Um, now I've done road trips, but you know, I've I've read with family, you know, my family is a lot of my family is from the country. And they kind of warned me that since I was a kid, uh, there were times where when we had to travel, even in Maryland, there are some towns where, you know, my parents, my my grandparents, my aunt used to look at the time like, oh, somebody go down, let's go. And I, of course, I was what, five, six? I never understood it, but it makes sense when I look at it now that they're like, for our protection, we're going back to the house and trust and believe my my granddaddy had a rifle behind the door in case anybody want to pop some shit off. But it's just crazy that in those towns, that white fragility is serious. And, and they're like, oh, we, you know, we get around and, and we're white and we're right and all that. And it's like, but times are different. Like I need you to I need you to get that hate out of your heart and actually be moving with the direction of the country where everyone is trying to work together in order for us to be better. Because let's be honest. Those are also the type of towns where we don't have the best education and China and Japan is whooping our ass in education and technology. That's another story for another day. So, you know, the sundown town piece, I just, I don't understand what rocks you get off of lynchings and beatings and hangings when at the end of the day, you're gonna have to see Jesus one way or another. And I'm gonna make sure I make this clear. And this is for you, Megan Kelly. Jesus is black. God is black, and God is a black woman. That is all.
3: They said the man had hair like wool. That's
0: now, what I'm saying. Now, now, he is the only person that I will never talk about if his hair wasn't moisturized. Do you think black Jesus' was hair was
5: moisturized? I think it was just, I think it's just genetic. It, he's like, like x Men. It just comes out just moisturized. Well, just nothing well, let right. me, I let think me he probably you, used some olive Michael oil. Michael
0: Jackson's hair? Did Michael... I, I, what, I feel like you use some olive oil. Okay. That, that alabaster. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, I just had to I just had to make sure. I thought I, I need to know I'm not alone in my thoughts. But um lanes, so as you Mr. Smith, you made an excellent point. It made me really have this epiphany. Here's how crazy and generational the effect of sundown towns are. As a black child, when you when you were younger, you remember when your parents used to say, I want you in before the street lights? Hold up? on,
1: time out. I'm so mad. That was the exact thought I had.
0: That's yes, why you were my first. <laughs> yes. Like, like the exact thought. I rose my hand to say that. Go ahead. Finish. So when you think about it as when you think about listeners, you were told by your parents at a certain age, like, I want you in before the street lights. And as a kid, you want to, oh, why are they doing that? Why is it like specific to the street lights? One, because they need to make sure their child's home. Two, they're trying to make sure your child don't get snatched up in the street and be seen as a suspect because you're wearing a hoodie and carrying Arizona and Skittles. You know who I'm talking about. I'm gonna leave that there, but then you also look back to Sundown Town. It is literally we have been taught, and it has been graded us for generation after generation how we have to protect ourselves from other people who can't do right or treat us the way that we treat other people. Think just think about that next time you talk about that. Like it's so crazy that something like that even exists. My father told me something, and. I never fully got how uncomfortable it would feel until we actually drove back from, I think it was from Jersey. We literally were driving through West Virginia and I'm not gonna talk crap about West Virginia cause I really haven't like visited, visited there. But my father explained, explained something to me. You never want to go to a town or whenever you hear dueling banjos, you go ahead and roll up your windows and you keep driving. You never stop. And that's something that has always stuck with me. Um, Kelsey, did you have something and then Quincy?
2: I did. I just wanted to say that um, that's another reason why mental health is so important for Black people specifically, um, because just what we've had to deal with generationally living in America is really like unparalleled and something that like white people cannot even comprehend. So it's just another reason why, you know, when a Black person uh, says like, yeah, I need to I need to address my mental health. I'm like, yeah, yeah, probably. Let's let's do that. I'm here for it.
0: That's real. All right, Quincy.
3: Um, I have traveled through West Virginia, and your daddy's not lying. Um, the place where they refused to pump our gas was in West Virginia. We were right outside Charleston. Um, also was traveling with my niece, and as some of the people in the podcast know, my niece is biracial, black features, white pigment. Um, so a lot of people, when I'm walking my niece to the restroom at the gas station, got a lot of looks and had to hurry up and run out of there because I swear I saw somebody getting ready to, uh, to call the police, thinking we had kidnapped her. I promise you she's ours. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a scary place to be as and we were together as a family, so I can only imagine the fear of just being there as an individual without anybody else with you. You know, those are the type of places that, you know, you try to make it home and somehow you end up being drugged behind
0: a truck. All right, so before we, we, we go down this um, rabbit hole, um, let's switch lines. Kelsey, you brought up an excellent point talking about t- traveling internationally. One thing that, as we talk about with our travel with Social escape mind you, this has nothing to do with Social escape It has more so sort to of do with things that we have to be mindful of, is that one of the great things that I loved about their company is that they always do their research. They scope out the place, they check out all these environments, the, whether it's from the hotel or the resort that they're staying at, to the places that they take us to, to the um, excursions or whatever it is. They do the research and it's ran by black women So, you know, they're going to have the the receipts and they're going to make sure that this space is black friendly, they're comfortable, and we can be in these spaces without having to worry about one of our people on the trip going missing. And that is something that is very real because when we started talking about traveling internationally, we want to broaden our horizons because we either didn't have the finances to do it, we didn't have the time to do it, our parents were hustling to the bone to make sure that we at least have an education so we might even have a chance to have a better life. So when we travel, we have to be mind-blowing because we got shit to lose. We can't be like that white woman from a few episodes ago who got banned from the entire country because she was in the in that fountain. We do that, we locked up in abroad and we ain't, get, ain't getting out. And it's not all negative, but we do have some other experience. Like I'll tell you one of the most positive experience that I had was traveling out of the country, going to, I believe it was Jamaica and Quincy and Mr. Smith, you know it. We literally went to a school because a big part of uh, social education was where we always do a community service event. And this particular one, for those who don't know who, and I don't know at this point, we're about 31 episodes in, we still here, but I am a physical education teacher. And literally one of the biggest joys that I had was working with these kids at the school while we were painting that I was able to take this group of kids and we were playing soccer at their field. And one of the most moving things that happened was one of the kids, I think he was probably about he was about middle school age, he gave me an orange bandana because he wanted me to have it. Do you know I still carry and travel with that orange bandana to this day?
1: Absolutely.
0: Like, I will not carry any luggage without that orange bandana. And it resonated with me so much because I'm like, it exposed me to see such, what I do, what I love to do is mentor and work with kids and I have a piece of that experience that I always remember. And so that's like when we travel abroad, that's opening, allowing us to have these positive experiences. Like I know, Queen C, you've traveled to you traveled to France and you experienced so many different things. Or Mrs. Smith, you damn near traveled to all the, the South American islands at this point. Kelsey, you you've been traveling everywhere. I'm trying to be like you when I grow up but we, we, we recognize as a part of our mental health, we want to get out of these spaces because sometimes we got to catch a flight and leave the country in order to have good mental health or catch a cruise or go back to the motherland, whatever the case may be. So it is a positive experience a lot of times, but we have to also balance it with knowing, hey, this is going to be a great time, but I also got to know, keep myself safe at the same time as well.
1: So on lighter news, I always had the travel book since I was a child. My parents kind of instilled that in me. Um, we used to do family vacations together. So like that was interesting while traveling as a Black family. We go on cruises and things like that. And then out now as an adult, it's also different. I have to experience it in different manners. But I just want to say that I think instilling traveling early on is a I think is a nice thing to try to do if you are able to do it and even if you cannot go far take little trips little trips count as traveling guys right it don't always mean you gotta go across the world to do something okay you can take a trip an hour away from your house it's still a trip
0: right and for for some of our black listeners who say oh i'm a jet setter," let me make something very clear traveling to miami and atlanta and houston <laughs> Every time you you get that does not make you a, a jet setter. They're
1: not
0: a personal opinion. Going to every Caribbean island doesn't always make you a jet setter either. There are other countries to go to than uh, Tulum. Although Tulum, um, if you want to sponsor us on the podcast, we, we like a resort with a with a house and um a swimming pool. I
1: wanted to go to Tulum, mm-hmm. but now that it's like the popular destination to go, I don't
0: want to go. But yeah, that and not bad. No, not at all. Yeah. No, I'm you gonna need to check out Puerto places. Vallarta.
2: Puerto Vallarta can sponsor, they can sponsor us. Absolutely.
0: Talk about it.
1: Yes, we'll do a podcast out there. Anybody, anybody? I'm saying,
2: just
0: get us there. I promise you. We will blow yourself up. I'll wear the shirt. I'll wear the hat, wear the t-shirt, all that stuff. I will be your spokesperson. I'll be the big cheesy smile like, yeah, this is me. All that good stuff. But um, yeah, I would say that the biggest thing if we were to say stuff for our listeners to do is, Do your research. Don't just do the simple stuff. Don't just check out Airbnbs. Don't just check out the most, what you see in the commercials. Do your own research to find places that you want to go because it's also all right if you don't want to do resort. It's also if you want, all right, you want to get a house. But please do your research or you're going to end up like Mr. Smith and one of his stories that we'll save for a bonus episode. Um, One with the live chicken, the dead chicken, the goat, oh
5: that one okay got it
0: yeah we're gonna save that for a bonus episode what kind yes. of
2: witchcraft
5: we'll tell you after we'll podcast <laughs> what are you gonna say mr smith oh no i just was gonna agree with you that you know it's i want people okay again like i said in previous episodes i'm a planner i look at everything it's great if you want to get the Airbnb that looks all fancy and you know is in your price range but you need to also look at everything that that country as far as customs, as far as rules, as far as their demographic because you don't sure from a from a financial mindset it might seem like the right thing right place to go but you also want to make sure that you are comfortable while you're on vacation. I'm going to say that again, you are comfortable while you're on vacation. One of the trips that I went on, not with Social Rescue, babe, was to uh, Carousel. And while I was out there, on the resort, in the, city, in the actual city, everything you could tell, the multicultural people, it was great. On the resort was nothing but white people with, you know, a couple sprinkles of Black people every now and again. But the looks that I got while i was there was to the point of them they pretty much was saying with their face why aren't you working you should be working right now like do laundry or do you know whatever and i'm like uh, i paid for this just like you did bro. i don't you know i don't i don't why are you looking at me like that so you know within all of that you want to make sure that you think of that's the one thing that's black people we have to do we have to think of our safety and our fun at the same time we're researching because <laughs> I'ma quote uh Desiree from a previous episode where she said, you know, when things go rough, God, I would just love to be a fragile white woman. <laughs> In this state, I would love to just be a white person, period. To just go wherever I please and know that, hey, you know, I uh can I can go anywhere and nobody nothing's gonna happen to me. But as a black person, you gotta think, well, I get lynched. Is somebody gonna try to kidnap me? Uh Am I going to get touched inappropriately because I'm an anomaly to them? And they're just like, oh, my God, your hair is like this. I love your hair. Can I touch it? Are you to touch black women's hair.
1: You might get slapped.
5: And, and also, there ain't no mic.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> some, some, some black women are nice about it. And some black women are going to slap you without, without even a warning. I'm just saying. There's
0: levels. You don't know which type you're going to get today. Hold on. Real quick, um, listeners and any other white people who think they can do this, if you try to touch the uh, cultural scientist's hair, don't don't worry about her. I'm gonna put them pause on you,
5: and that's on me. Well, continue, Mr. Smith. No, I, I was just saying, you know, whether you want to touch hair or locks or or anything like that, you have to think about that ahead of time. And like I said, when you're on vacation, you're there to relax. And as Simone Biles is doing the callback, refresh your mental. You can't do that if you got to worry about putting your head over your, keeping your head on the swivel over your shoulders every two hours because somebody might snatch you. So please take the time to do your research and make sure that you look at the safety. Unfortunately, that's the life that we live right now, being as a Black person. But I'm here to show you as someone that plans, it can be done and it can be fun. And especially, like we said, you know, calling back to our back business highlight, Social Escapade is ran by two beautiful Black women who do the research for you and they have not missed. You're talking about someone who has been with them since 2012, the first time that we went to Jamaica, where motherfuckers used to get passed out on the beach. They have not missed since that trip. So please do your research, believe in black women and have fun while doing it.
0: Yeah. So. I think we've kind of really hit home on it. What I want us to finish up before we close out this episode is what are some, what are some recommendations from your experiences, uh, guests, and, uh, and I'll share mine as well. What are some recommendations or things that we haven't already said that you will make to any listeners who are trying to consider traveling while black, especially internationally? Go ahead. Uh, Quincy.
3: For sure. Traveling internationally Please travel with a group, please, especially black women. I know we want to do solo trips out the country, you know, have our independence. Please, for the love of God, travel with a group, especially if you go, you know, some of these European countries, some of these Caribbean island nations, your ass will get snatched in a minute, especially if they realize you're American.
2: Uh, Mr.
5: Smith. Uh, make sure that you have transportation that is solidified. Um, a quick, I want to make sure it is very quick story. When the first time we were in Jamaica, we were leaving Margaritaville and mind you, like, like Queen C said, travel with a group, there was 20 of us. There were taxi drivers that wanted to take us back to the resort, but we knew we couldn't trust them because you never know whether they're going to take you to the resort or they'll take you to a spot in the middle of Jamaica and you're no longer to be found. And of course, your cell phone service is pretty shitty at the time, so you can't call for help. These two white people were like, oh, drunk as hell. Oh, you can take us. And I swear to you, my, our boy, shout out to Nick Bottles, was like, "Up, oh, dead couple walking. And granted, we didn't see him again. Maybe they went to another resort. But please, if you're staying at a resort or whatever, have your transportation solidified and know where you are going beforehand it'll save you a lot of hassle, and it'll save you a lot of heartache when it comes to your money as well as your safety.
0: Uh, Kelsey, do you have anything?
2: Yes, um, I would say if you are traveling internationally, um, the smaller your group is, the better I would recommend that you know some of the language uh it's just gonna make your life easier (laughs) when you get there like you don't need to be fluent in whatever language the uh, country uh, speaks that you're going to but like it definitely to know some like basic things to be able to get around and stuff especially if it's like maybe like only like two or three of you something like that um but yeah definitely it helps to know a little bit uh, Queen C, then me, and then we'll finish up with the culture scientists.
3: Um, So I actually want to piggyback off what both of the gentlemen just said. First, with Mr. Smith, um, with um, having the transportation. I will also say, if you're going somewhere that has a well-known public transportation system, subway, metro, what have you, take advantage of that. When I was in Paris, we had free metro passes to go all over Paris, all day, every day for 10 days. And that's how we got around. Make sure you stay your black ass in public. Um, To piggyback off what Kelsey just said, definitely know some of the local language. Um, it, It does help. I had a situation with a roommate and unfortunately it was just two of us. She did not speak a lick of French. I was just conversational enough to get what we needed um but research language too if they speak english you're good to
0: go
1: um
0: my point would be is twofold one black people i'm gonna speak to you real clearly don't be that person that said oh yeah i'm to, down to go for a trip but when it's time to uh anti up the money or it's time to buy the flights or it's time to take the time off don't be that last second person oh so when is the trip again oh when do we need the money are you sure we can't find a cheaper flight ma'am it is a month out anything that you are trying to pay for is not going to is not going to be cheap and another one people know the black people that you are traveling with if you have friends that want to go from nine in the morning doing stuff until nine at night doing stuff if that is your jam, cool, plan out your trip accordingly. But if you got people who want to wake up at noon, miss brunch every day of the trip, and then turn around and be up until two in the morning, partying and drinking, that's cool too. But know the people that you are traveling with because trying to make someone who is a, a adventurer doing stuff from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and you are a casual layback person, this is your trip. Know who you are traveling with because that will make the biggest difference on what your itinerary is or if you even have an itinerary. And Mr. Smith, you made a good point where it's like, stop wearing flashy jewelry. Stop wearing clothing that draws attention to yourself. You're already black. You already blessed and kissed by the sun. People are already gonna look at you regardless. And please, 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 please understand You will look like a free meal if you rock in all your chains. You got on the latest Jordans. which Jordans are international. They're worldwide. People know what Jordans look like. They know what looks real. Mind you, they could probably sell you some stuff that looks real, which is fake. But we're not talking about that. And just know that, like, be aware of your surroundings. And lastly, just know, just because you're in a country full of Black people, don't mean racism isn't there. Racism is international just as well. So not to put it on a negative note, but just be aware of your surroundings and know the people you travel with, plan accordingly, do your research, support Black business like social escapade. Um, Culture scientists, do you have something you want to close us out with?
1: It kind of relates to what you said. Um, in general, you don't have to plan every single moment of your vacation, okay? When you take a vacation, take a, at least have a day where you don't have to do anything. And it's just a relaxation day or let the day plan it for you. Not every single second of the day needs to be planned out just to, you know, because it takes away from the fun. But if that's the type of fun you like to have, like he said, also know your group. And, you know, that's about it. That's all I have to say.
0: That's rude. So uh, in our transparent moment, just take all of the things that we have recommended to you. Figure out a trip. COVID safe. Uh, oh, COVID safe, of course. Make sure you do your research, make sure you know your people, all these things. Take time to travel and adventure out because Lord knows the way that America is going. We might be back on lockdown, but we're not going to talk about that. That's another day for another episode. But um, please travel safely. Make sure you do your research. Protect your mental, protect your chickens, protect your money. And ultimately, just, just take care of yourself. If nothing else you take away from this episode, protect your mental. We're going to we're going to scream that from the mountaintops as much as long and as often as we have to for people to truly get it. And before I do my closeout, I do want to make one announcement. I did a poor job of making this announcement at the beginning because I was being silly and being ignorant. But um, next week, we're going to be trying something a little bit different. Um, Myself and Mr. Smith recorded a bonus episode um i won't reveal the um i won't spoil the title of it but you'll see when it comes out but we're trying something a little bit different instead of our episodes coming out on fridays we're going to try next week uh to put an episode out on thursday and because we're trying to test some things out we we like whether the podcast is going but we want to make sure that we're giving it to you in a timely fashion that's going to work for you so we're going to try with a bonus episode if you like it let us know on social media if you're not feeling it let us know and We'll make moves accordingly. We're trying to give you the content that you guys want and make sure that people are reach is reaching as many people as possible. So make sure you're on the lookout for that. Um, more bonus episodes are going to be coming soon. Um, the podcast is going to be live and in person at some point. We're going to get these bonus episodes one way or another. Um, but to close everything out. Um, thank you to all of our guests. Thank you for Kelsey, um, the blue crab bandit, uh, Queen C, um, Sissy. Coach of scientists, um, thank you guys for being a part of these conversations. Thank you, listeners, for supporting our Black Experiences series. Um, next week we're probably going to come back to you with something. Whoa, I already said that. We showed me the bonus episode. And then that following week, we'll be starting new topics. And if you're ever interested in following us on social media, you can check us out at the truth and trans, sorry, the yeah, the truth and transparency pile on Instagram, the TNT Pod 123 on Twitter the truth and transparency podcast on Facebook. And if you ever have any information you want to share with us, emails um, you, you like the show, you want to tell us why the culture scientist doesn't wants to hit me or anything else. in between you can email us at truth and transparency podcast, one, two, three on gmail.com. Again, that's truth and transparency podcast, one, two, three at gmail.com. And for all of our listeners and for all of our guests, if this podcast gets no bigger than what it is currently they are grateful. I am grateful. And with that being said, guys, which I'm going to try this again for all of our guests, for all of our listeners. If this podcast gets no bigger than what it is currently right now, we are forever grateful. And we thank you for listening. Please comment, rate, subscribe, and share with a friend. And with that being said, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace.